welcome to the ADHD Manual Podcast. My name is Abby Chow. I'm a marriage and family therapist, an ADHD certified clinical services provider, and a proud ADHDer. This is a podcast for people with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and those who love us, which covers pretty much everybody. Growing up with a colorful brain in a black and white world can make us feel like aliens. The manual we were given to guide us through life doesn't have any diagrams of the parts we have. I've decided to stop throwing away my parts and start throwing away this useless manual to write my own. So kick off your shoes, have a seat, and take a break from fitting yourself into a mold that's not your shape. You belong here. Allies, welcome to the ADHD planet. ADHDers, welcome home. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, it's just me, Abby. I'm here by myself. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of a, a very busy week. Um, cause I got a lot of stuff coming out for, um, my other podcast. Um, oh my God, I just forgot the name of it. Happily Ever Pasture, uh, podcast. Um, yeah, so we have some some cool stuff coming out, um, and something pretty exciting that I think will become a special extra episode. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to give it away, just because you know, um, just in case something falls through and goes wrong. <laughs> but um, it rhymes with Schminterview. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that should be really fun, uh, very cool, and hopefully that uh, goes according to plan. Um, but yeah, so, uh, in addition to our regular, um, episode coming out on Thursday, so busy week, thought I would just, um, pop on and say some things, uh, um, I've been thinking about, and this one actually should be quick because I really only have a couple things to say and then, um, a little thing to read. Um, and yeah, hope you're all doing well. Um. So today, um, well, the past week or so, I've been thinking um, a lot about my grandma because her birthday was um, last Friday. Um, and yeah, it's her first one, um, you know, since she died. And um, yeah, so I've just been thinking a lot about her and... Um, and more specifically, like, I've been thinking a lot about, um, uh, just like, you know, obviously a lot of th thoughts about my childhood and a lot of memories and, um, even though, you know, my grandparents are just such a, a very, um, you know, uh, staple of my whole life. So, um, but yeah, so I've just been thinking about that and thinking about it in the context of neurodivergence. And um, <clears throat> I think a lot of us, especially those of us who were diagnosed as adults um, with neurodivergence, um, diagnosed or discovered we were neurodivergent later in life, I think that a lot of our, um, at least I should speak for me, I think a lot of my thoughts about my childhood um, are often through the lens of thinking about all the things that I, I missed and was lacking, um, and, um, all the ways that I was harmed, um, in my childhood because, um, 
you know, I was neurodivergent and, um, I didn't know, no one else knew. And, uh, even if they did, there probably wouldn't have been very adequate supports for me. So, um, yeah, so I think that's, that's kind of the, the filter through which I think of a lot of my childhood nowadays, um, and just due to the nature of my work. But, um, I think thinking about my, uh, you know, my grandma's birthday coming up and, um, and that kind of thing and, and my memories with her and why, um, I, uh, I don't know why, obviously it's, I don't need a why for why this loss is hitting me really hard, but, um, I've just been thinking about what I'm really missing about our relationship and what I really gained from it, um, and what I can be thankful for. And, um, I think in general, I, and maybe a lot of us, um, neurodivergent adults don't spend a lot of time thinking about, um, the ways that our neurodivergence was really nurtured and cared for, um, during our childhoods, because, you know, um, I think, yeah, I think it's just, um, the nature of it, um, that we think a lot about what we were missing, but, uh, I think we can all maybe identify one or two spots of like, um, like bright spots of how, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think like, I was just making, thinking about like how to celebrate neurodivergent childhood and like, um, how to celebrate our, neurodivergent child selves, um, and, uh, you know, acknowledge them for what they were and, and what we, what we did and what we sought out that, um, really, uh, helped us grow and was, uh, really fitting for our neurodivergence and things like that. So, yeah, I guess I would encourage everyone to think about that just because I know I've been forgetting to do that and maybe other people have as well. But, uh, for me, one of those, one of those places and, um, to those people for me, not by no means, not the only ones, but, um, a big piece of the ways that, um, I was really, uh, I don't know, the, the neurodivergent uh, inadvertent neurodivergent support I received as a kid, um, came from my grandparents. Um, and so I've just been thinking about that and thinking about a lot of like my really treasured memories with them have been the ways that, um, uh, their house was a place I really felt safe. Um, and just, yeah, just how they, how they really cared for me in the way I needed to be cared for and, um, and seen. What really stood out about my, um, my time with my grandparents at their house, I think that was, uh, their <clears throat> predictability feels like the wrong word, but like, um, they're very reliable <laughs> habits and, um, uh, and, uh, little idiosyncrasies, I think was something that a lot of people knew them for, but, um, and I think what, and I, like I said, this is not like, uh, the only 
place that like nurtured me as a neurodivergent kid, you know, like I can think of a thousand things my parents did that were exactly right. Um, and really helped me. But, uh, I think in a lot of ways, like in terms of my family, like my family is all like so adventurous. (laughs) They love, uh, like my immediate family, they all love traveling and adventure and like, uh, you know, they're all very physically active and athletic and, um, creative and musical. And like, um, I think I felt, uh, out of place in a way, in some ways, just because I felt like, um, I really just, uh, I tended more towards being in you know, in ruts, really, that's <laughs> essentially what they were, is that, like, I would get into very, like, repetitive, um, you know, activities and, uh, you know, habits, and um, my my world kind of, in relation to the rest of my immediate family, sometimes my world felt so small, <laughs> um, in, in the sense of like where I felt safest, you know? Um, and with my grandparents, I think like, and this is not by any means saying that they, my grandparents were not adventurous. They've been all over the world. Um, and that's something that, uh, that they enjoyed and, and, uh, was really cool about them. And they loved seeing new places and things like that. But, uh, I think, I don't know. I think there was something about my grandparents that like, they just really got it. They really got what was so comforting about doing the same thing every time and doing like, um, and having the same routine and doing the same things at the same time every day. And, um, and I think in some ways, um, I'm sure there are other ADHDers who also kind of gravitates towards that routine, but I think in some ways, um, because of my particular neurodivergences, um, I think maybe I feel that, uh, I, I don't know, I stand out in, um, or I, I sometimes feel with, when I'm with other ADHDers that I am, uh, I get, I don't know. <laughs> my, I, I want to say I'm more boring, <laughs> but that's not really what it is. Is that like, I feel like, um, you know, I just gravitate towards repetition and, um, in a way that maybe not other ADHDers, um, feel that they gravitate towards naturally. So, um, so yeah. So even, even with, um, other ADHDers, I sometimes tend to feel that like, uh, again, my world is really small. And so, um, yeah, I've just been thinking about how grateful I am for, um, my grandparents and that, that space that they provided me because it was, um, you know, even in the context of, uh, you know, an, an ADHD friendly childhood, um, that was something that, uh, I needed, and that they provided for me. And I think that, um, yeah, I just feel like they really understood that about, um, how, how having a structure and having a very reliable and safe, um, expectations really, um, 
enabled you to be braver than you thought you could be. Um, so I've just been thinking about that in particular. And I thought that, um, something I could do is I just, uh, I wrote something for, um, for my grandma's funeral, um, that thankfully my mom read for me. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I just, I, I wrote a little something about it and, um, I thought maybe I could just read that here because I think, um, what was going through my mind when I was writing it was, um, yeah, just, uh, the ways that my grandma and I were a lot alike, um, and how, because of that, I think she really, uh, saw me in a way that not everyone did, um, so yeah, I just thought I'd just read that little thing and then, uh, encourage you to also think about, um, who gave you this kind of space as a kid. Um, cause I think we all had, had somebody like that, whether it was a friend or a family member or even just a place that we felt, um, safe to be different. Um, so yeah, I just figured I'd, I'd read a little bit of, uh, what I wrote for my grandma and, uh, leave it at that and leave it at a happy birthday, grandma. I miss you. I like to think grandma and I were alike in many ways, one of which was a tendency to gravitate toward routine and repetition. In a world that was often trying to push me into something different, grandma provided a sanctuary of reliable stability, and it was there that I could explore and build the person I would become. Every sleepover at Grandma and Grandpa's house, she would lay out the same plates and bowls that remain in her kitchen today. We could make familiar fudge and popcorn. We could play a familiar game of pit, spite and malice, or aggravation. We could read a familiar Raggedy Ann book. She would tuck me into well-loved sheets, and when I woke, I could trust to find another freshly squeezed orange juice waiting for me at the table. But in between those predictable fixtures, we could create whatever we wanted. We could spin fantastical tales of make-believe, learn to play piano or jump rope, venture into the deep end of the pool, uncover hidden berries in the backyard. We could sing new songs and read new books, try new recipes, and play new games. How did one woman inspire so much magic? I think for me, it's because underneath every memory is a single moment playing over and over. Grandma leads me by the hand through tall grass in search of four-leaf clovers, reminding me, do you see all you can discover when you are curious? Do you see the courage you can carry when you are safe? Do you see how soft you can be when you're loved? Do you see how light you can feel when you are laughing? I hope that everyone can identify things like that um, from their childhood. And um, yeah, again, just it's just something I'm trying to do to get out of this uh, um habit of, of, uh, just thinking about things that, um, caregivers can do wrong <laughs> for neurodivergent kids. And like, uh, obviously there's a lot, but I, I also think there's a really big place and necessity for acknowledging, um, what are the things that you can do right. And for me having, um, a really reliable, and, um, you know, safe 
routine was something that I, I really benefited from. And, um, yeah. So I hope that you can, um, that this brings up some memories for you about what really, um, yeah, what served you well as a kid. Um, and yeah, happy birthday, grandma. And, uh, I love you. All right. See you next time. And, uh, you know, take care. Bye. That's all for this episode, but there is plenty more at my website, theadhdmanual.com. That's T-H-E-A-D-H-D-M-A-N-U-A-L.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit at The ADHD Manual. Do you have a question, comment, or story? Then I want to hear it. Email me at theadhdmanual at gmail.com. Very special thank you to my brother, Joe Miner, for composing this theme music. And thank you so much for listening. And remember to be kind to yourself. See you next time.